everyone. I'm Alana. And this is Illy. And this is Art. Hypothetically. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows anything these days? Let's be real. All right. Well, today we're going to be talking about unpaid internships and working for free, which are both really interesting topics to be discussed that I know Illy, Illy especially has a lot of feelings on, but I also have a lot of feelings on because you know, personal experience with both things. Before we get into like, I don't know, discussing really in depth the topic, do we want to start with something like, have you done a project recently, like an artsy project that you're proud of that you want to talk about? Yeah, I, sorry, I shouted into the mic. You're gonna have to turn that down. Yeah. (laughs) I've been, so I am a, I've always been like a really big fan of DIY things in general, obviously, but that can run the gamut, right? DIY anything. But I'm generally like a collector of furniture things to redo. And then I never actually do them. They just sit in my garage or somewhere wherever my storage capacity is. And then I just never do them. And then at some point I get annoyed that they're there and I just resell them on Facebook marketplace. So I finally said, screw that. And I um, did things. (laughs) So I built a table um, out of crates and some of these like mid-century modern legs. Um, I did not uh, come up with the concept. I saw it on YouTube, but I had the legs and I was like, I'm not going to let these go to waste. So I found all my dad's old records and I didn't want them to just, I didn't want to get rid of them first of all, but I also didn't want them to just sit in a box in the garage. So I got a little TV console thing and I redid it and I took a shelf out of it and I painted it and I changed the handle color and I made it a record stand and a holder for all of his records. And it's very pretty if you want to see it. It's on Illy's Twitter. Thank you. How about you? You know, I've been really into journaling for a while, but I have recently just started bullet journaling and it's not, I'd say like the traditional version of bullet journaling, which is more of like drawing and and stuff on a dotted grid journal, but it's like scrapbook bullet journaling in a way where I have like these different types of paper and all these different stickers and washi tape and I'm layering them in a theme however I have kind of like made it into a bit of like a journal as well like kind of just writing down like personal things so it's like a completely different type of medium because I'm normally doing things digitally because I'm a video editor but I really like having something that's a little bit more physical to kind of play around with and have fun with and so that's been really fun recently and I've been making like little TikToks making these little spreads so it's kind of like combining the two things oh that's awesome I love that it's fun all right well (laughs) I just I wanted to start with like some fun things we've been doing because like tamp down the rage that's about to happen (laughs) yeah maybe just a little let's start with where we think this concept like originated and I I just want to also preface with the fact that we are not experts we have we are just going to be speaking from our personal experience I don't think either of us have done uh, ridiculous amounts of research on this topic of unpaid internships and working for free it's just where we're at in our careers um, and schooling and all of that Um, and also uh we're based in the u.s both of us only really have this experience in the u.s so i don't know how this works in other countries and this would be something that we would love to hear from you in some sort of comment section somewhere on our youtube or social media after this which we'll remind you of at the end yeah cool okay so now that our 
<laughs> disclaimers are out of the way. Where do you think it starts? Like chicken, egg, where does it start? Working for free? Is that what we're starting? Yeah, I mean, just in general, yeah. Like, like why, why is it such a thing? Like if you're an accountant, people wouldn't expect you to do someone's taxes for free, you know? Like, yeah. so why is it something that artists are, like, why is it such a perpetuated concept with artists? I think it goes back to what we discussed in the first episode, which was the valuing of art and how different people value and see art in that, you know, something like accounting, that's like a very technical skill that people just need done. And so they're like, all right, well, I'll just pay someone to do that. I feel like we need art. I think art is essential, but like someone might not need a painting done like in the same way that they might need to get their car fixed because it's more of like a want than a specific need. I feel like that's kind of where some of that comes in, which I don't agree with that, but I feel like that's kind of how people view that kind of thing sometimes. Um, and I think that that has led to, you know, the devaluing of artists and what they do and the work that they create and provide it's still like that where artistic careers are looked down upon like if you say I'm gonna go to college I'm gonna go to art school people are gonna be like is that a good idea because like it's still kind of looked down upon I always wonder like why why are there so many barriers to entry for artistic venues like the world culture our, our society this country makes it so hard um for for artists to just and it's not even just like what we're thinking of automatically when you think of a fine artist it's like for example a recording artist you can have a recording artist who literally pulls in millions of dollars and you still see things like streaming services that want to pay them like a penny per stream so like I just don't understand why where that disconnect happens between like obviously there's there's proven value sometimes here but we're still not gonna pay you shit like people still aren't willing to pay for it it's weird and and maybe it's because it's that expectation that has been built up that it will happen for free like because it has been done for free then it will and should happen for free which is not something that (laughs) that is true or should be true but like Mm -hmm. I think maybe it's the built up expectation of that because it's happened before and therefore it becomes a cycle. Yeah, it's that concept of like having to prove yourself first. It's like, and I think that that might come from the like unpaid internships perhaps. Um, but like going back to music, there are, you're expected to, unless you somehow hit it big right off the bat, you're expected to play in coffee shops where you actually, I'm pretty sure some people have to pay to be the like live musician that day and then or or if not pay they have to like they're given I think you have to guarantee a certain number of ticket sales for certain venues so like they'll give you 20 tickets and you have to sell them or you're not allowed to be the ticket like so you just you have to bend over backwards um to make these breaks for yourself instead of just like having a resume and going through an interview like I don't know why we can't just like go on interviews and like be hired to work for someone and create for them yeah I think too and maybe it's just I don't know if all artists have gone through something like this but especially when I was younger 
I was told to work for free, like from pretty much any adult that was trying to guide me in any way. They were like, you're going to have to work for free before you get paid. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. So I internalized that. And I was like, well, then I guess working for free is fine. Cause if I'm going to get anywhere, then I have to work for free because every adult in my life is telling me that I have to work for free. Um, but then it, it kind of becomes this cycle of if you've been working for free for so long, you don't know how to value yourself. And then you don't know how to value your work. Like I still have a problem with trying to put a price tag on my time and my work. And so even though I'm freelancing now, it's still always really hard for me to probably price my editing services at the price where I should put them because I'm so used to years of working for free because I was told that I had to do that in order to get anywhere. Yeah. Well, it also like reduces your exposure. At least this was my experience, reduces your exposure to what people doing similar work should like are charging. Right. So people mm-hmm. who are who are, who are already comfortable with their own worth and their value or have already proven themselves, quote unquote, are selling artwork for that that I fully could create if I chose to for, you know, two or three thousand dollars for a, a semi large piece of artwork. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, it's beautiful. And it's quality work. And I mean, and that's plus shipping, because if you're making giant artwork like I can't even tell you how much that costs you get to this place where you're like that sounds so far-fetched from the world I live in that I can't imagine spending a month creating a piece of artwork that I should then sell for a month's salary but then sitting on it because I can't find that customer that's willing to pay that Mm -hmm. and it's like cool I'd rather you know churn art out for way less money and at least like it's not it's not what I should be paid. It's not what I should be making, but at least I'm making something. And I think that the concept of working for free has perpetuated that too, because you start out making nothing. So anything you can get after that, especially in the beginning is like, cool. At least I, you know, at least I was somewhat compensated for my time or my supplies. Like that's, that's neat. When really, like if you're trying to make a career and a salary, like being compensated for your time and supplies is not going to cut it. But you mentioned like expectation versus offering. I think that there's there's three kinds of, in my opinion, or like what I've thought about, three kinds of instances where uh, working for free is a, is a topic. Um, there's when it's expected of you, which I think is the worst. <laughs> um, when it's asked of you, which I think could be super duper uncomfortable and awkward, but sometimes it makes sense. Like um, I've been asked to do artwork for free for auctions, for nonprofits, for um I mean, generally it would be for nonprofits for something like whether it's just to benefit them, like advertising wise or in an auction for them to raise money, things like that. Um, In which case being asked to do work for free is, I don't think a bad thing. Um, And then there's offering. And I think when artists offer to work for free, that's their choice. Um, Sometimes it could be an act of kindness. Um, It could just be where they're at in their personal situation where they're not looking to earn money necessarily. They're just looking to have a creative outlet and it's something that they enjoy and they want to share that. Um, But an artist offering to work for free, I feel like that opens the door for expectation of that always being the case. And that leads us back to being expected to 
to do work for free, which is the worst. Yeah. <laughs> so help me out here. I would say when it's expected that you work for free, that is the worst. I don't think that expectation should ever be placed on anyone. I think that if you have done work for someone for free in the past, you should always expect that at some point in the future, it might not be free anymore. Even though I have a lot of close friends who are artists, I'm not going to go up to them and be like, wait, like, will you make this for me for free? I will always offer to compensate them. Like I've asked you, Illy, to design stuff for me in the past, but I always say, I'll pay you to do it. Like, right. I'm not just going to be like, hey, will you do this for me? I just, I, I'm not comfortable with that because it makes me uncomfortable when people ask me that. Now, if it's for something like a charity or something, like I'm more comfortable with doing that. If it's like one of my family members, then like, yes, because they're my family, but it's always nice when there's some, some sort of like reciprocation for the work that you're providing for people. Like you wouldn't ask someone to like you said do your taxes for free if friends ask me to do work I'll, I'll quote them a price but I'll do the work first because I I trust them yeah whereas if I'm getting a commission from somebody that I don't really know well I will require the payment upfront before I start working so things like that are considerations I think an artist can make um, to their comfort level when it comes to doing work for family or friends or you know trusted associates. I worked for a, a wedding photographer who um, was looking to build a certain portion of their um, portfolio, something that they hadn't done before. They hadn't done destination weddings. And so they were kind of putting feelers out there and just being like, look, as long as you're going to pay for my travel and that, those kinds of expenses, I'll waive my fee because I want to be able to offer this to other people. But that was their choice. And it was also like a private conversation that they had with individual clients. It wasn't like, well, photographers should offer their services for free in order to go on a free vacation. Like, no, that's not what it's about. Like, there's reasons. I've made choices like that before where I've been like, well, I'm not going to get paid for this, but I am being compensated in a different way. So, and, and that way is valuable enough to me to be able to do this work. So I will go ahead and do it. Now that might not be the case forever though, which is right something that has to be considered where like later on down the road, I might not be able, or I might not feel the same way. And I might not be able in, in like the same life situation where I'd be able to do that work in the same way, because it is a privilege to be able to say, I'm going to do this work and take this other compensation, even though it's not monetary, because you can afford to do that. Or you've deemed that it's enough of a value add to your life to postpone being compensated for something, right? Yeah. Because you will then have, you'll be in a better place when you are ready to ask for for funds. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of did this a little bit during the beginning of the pandemic, because um, I was still working full time. I was um, fortunate enough to be able to work from home. Um, and so I was doing some commissions and freelance work and I wasn't charging for it. Some people still like sent me money via PayPal because they wanted to, which was very kind, but I was doing some stuff for free because I'm like, Hey, I'm working from home. I'm stressed. Like making stuff makes me feel good. So here you go. If you just want to pay for shipping, that's cool. Um, but then I left my job because it was making me physically ill, <laughs> uh, the stress of it. And then I was like, cool, well, now I'm not employed and now I need to make money 
selling and creating art so this kind of has to stop and there was no nobody objected to that because there was no like ongoing agreement or anything but um but yeah it just goes to show you that it's, it's all based on circumstance and where the artist is is at in their life and in their career I feel like that kind of general conversation about working for free kind of takes us to the whole unpaid internship aspect of things because for a lot of people internships are a gateway into whatever they want to do for their future Mm -hmm. career and unpaid internships exist in a lot of fields like not it's not just for art or Mm -hmm. for artistic or entertainment careers that this happens with it's for so many different fields and areas where people work I feel very strongly about this because I mean I've never had money but growing up I was really not in a good place my family was really not in a good place financially when I was in college I was working three jobs and going to school full-time so I didn't have the ability or luxury to take an unpaid internship my schools did not require an internship which was good Um, but you kind of also like I, I kind of feel like I missed out on something, right? I think I did one technically unpaid internship for a semester with a real estate photographer in Manhattan. I got like a stipend that covered my train ticket and she would like pay for food for us when we were there. So it wasn't like I had extra expenses, but it also was like 20 hours a week that I couldn't work. Mm-hmm. It did nothing for me. <laughs> like I did not remain in contact with her. I mean, I learned some stuff, um, but I feel like I could have learned that anywhere um so I feel that I just feel gypped (laughs) because I didn't have the opportunity to get an internship that paid me so I could leave my three other jobs and still support myself learn and go to school I I just feel like that's not a lot to ask for (laughs) maybe it is it's not a lot to ask for it's like it should be the bare minimum (laughs) for if you're going to do an internship you should at least be getting paid minimum wage like my last semester of college I was doing a through a program in Los Angeles that I had you know studied and worked hard to get into and got accepted to and then we were out there but one part of the program was that you had to have an internship like there weren't any ifs ands or buts about it you were in the program you had to have an internship and the school like said they were going to help you find one but they didn't like he pretty much were on your own I got an unpaid internship most of the students in that program had unpaid internships. Like almost all of them, I think, were unpaid unless they were at a bigger studio like Warner Brothers or Universal, like some some studio like that. They have a policy in place where they have to pay their interns. Like they're mandated by law to pay their interns, which I think everyone should be mandated by law to pay their interns, but that's not always the case. Mine was unpaid. And again, I realized how, you know, lucky and privileged I was to be able to take that unpaid internship because I was going to that on top of my classes and then any other programs and stuff that was going on. I, obviously things got effed up when the pandemic happened and mm-hmm. the internship like went online and stuff. But after it went online, like there was virtually nothing for me to do. This might be a controversial opinion. I feel like at least my experience with internships and it might be changing now because people are not put, like putting up with it anymore. But I feel like what internships teach you is how to be browbeaten in your industry the company that you're working for or the individual that you're working for has very little incentive to give a crap right like you're there to to help and do like scut work and yeah like kind of make sure everybody has their coffee <laughs> like I, I mean that's the yeah. that's like the the stereotype of an intern right is go get the coffee but I 
that that real estate photographer that I worked for, I remember specifically that I spent two full days of my internship deleting her old emails. What is that teaching me about photography to manage my my email inbox better? Like, and then oh my gosh, then I had to I had to go on an outing to um, mail some stuff for her and pick up her dry cleaning. When she did take me to a shoot, like yeah, it was great and I had a lot of fun and she was kind, like she wasn't browbeating me, but it was like if she had been paying me to be an employee, she would have been more invested in my journey. And I think that's the case too. Even like you said, even if it is just your state's minimum wage or your area's minimum wage, like if you are then considered an employee, they're more invested in A, making sure you're doing your job properly and also giving you the tools to do your job properly. I think also it goes to the level of time commitment. I'm much more willing, like I've taken gigs before that are unpaid or or they just compensate me for travel because it's like a day shoot and it's something really cool that I want to learn or do but that's just a day you know what I mean or two days like a weekend you're asking me to commit 20 to 40 hours a week depending on the position and the terms of your internship for free like yeah for like months not just for like a week or two also something that we haven't talked about yet is that particularly when it's to do with college because most internships are while you're an undergrad those are credit hours right like the whole point of an unpaid internship is that you are trading your labor for college credit and that's that's what happened with mine yeah and that's cool because they have an agreement however you also paid for those credits so no so so now not only like intuition right because you pay per per credit or per class depending on your school structure so not only are you not being compensated for your work but you're paying to work for someone for free yep like it's mind-boggling to think about it that way and and it's not even just colleges let me let me put it out there because I know from my experience that other other artists do this to each other so like for example if I'm a photographer and I want to do a photo shoot I will not I because I haven't done this but a lot of photographers will post an ad or whatever looking for a model and they will require the model to pay a fee to cover the studio. It ends up being a power situation. It's whoever has, whoever's the quote unquote professional, whoever has the more experience is going to put the costs on the less experienced, again, for exposure or, you know, well, you're going to get to use this as your headshot. You're going to get to use this in your portfolio. Yeah. And it's dirty and I don't like it. Like... (laughs) It's it a is interesting conversation from I'm really interested in doing this particular photo shoot. Do I have any models and makeup artists that are interested? We'll split the cost of the studio three ways. Yeah, that's a very different conversation. No, like if you're collaborating with someone, yes. like, hey, like, would you want to do this? Cool, if not, you know, like, and there's a mutually beneficial situation going on. Yeah, like this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, we both decided that it was worth our time and our energy, even though we're not getting paid to hang out and shoot the shit with each other and talk about some stuff that we would talk about anyway, or that we want to talk more about or that we just think is important. And yeah, so that, yeah, that's definitely different. The working for free and the expectation and unpaid internships, it's, it's a power abuse. People seem to have this belief that unpaid internships will automatically lead them to jobs. That is a majority of the time, not the case. You can do unpaid internships. You can do paid internships. They don't always lead to things. They might lead you to connections, which could then lead you to work. Yeah. But you could also meet connections 
at free events or by connecting with them and sending them messages on LinkedIn. Like there's so many ways that you can meet people. Not You don't just have to do it through an unpaid internship. What a lot of artists, I feel like, especially if they are not like I've gone through a lot of different stages in my career or life where I'm working full-time doing something really boring but that I'm decent at and can earn a living at and doing art on the side or cool I'm in a place in my life where I can actually leave that full-time job and try to pursue art full-time um I've done that too it didn't really pan out great for me but it wasn't horrible Or right now, where a lot of artists, I feel like, are experiencing lulls in employment. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not just pandemic related. That's just how it is. Depending on what kind of artist you are, you have a gig and then you don't have a gig. Those lulls, depending on how long they last, really, um, they screw with your value system. And they can kind of make you desperate for work. I feel like it all kind of works together with this whole, let's just not pay people to do work. I really, I genuinely can't think of other, like, I know there's other industries that have unpaid internships because this whole concept of unpaid internships is just a thing, but I can't think of any other industry where you're really expected to work for free. Or how about we just get rid of internships in general and normalize on the job learning? (laughs) Because this is like, you need to be a new graduate with 10 years experience thing is real. I think the concept of internships is cool. Like you spend a few months with a particular company or maybe shadowing a particular person, learning things, like seeing if this might be something that you want to do, especially when you're younger and you're in college and you're still trying to figure out what it is that you want to do. Like it gives you the opportunity to kind of explore that without the commitment of a job. Mm-hmm. Um, That's fair. But like you should still be paid for it because you're still working. Like you are still doing work. That's kind of like where I'm at with it. But I do agree with you that like when it comes to jobs, you shouldn't be required to have like 10 years of experience for an entry level position. That's absolutely effed. I cannot, like I'm just being honest and setting my own expectations for myself. I can't get a job in anything I have a degree in. Like I cannot, there's not a job that I have found that has, that, that pays a living wage for someone who has supposedly the level of experience that I have I can't find one because I haven't worked in the industry for the past like besides working for myself I haven't worked in the industry for 10 years (laughs) I haven't worked in a photo studio um I worked at a couple places that shooted that shooted wow shot on location um and I've done you know portrait work on my own but like no no photo studio is hiring me without at least like bare minimum two years studio experience. Um, I can't work at a gra- at a graphic design agency without having worked at a graphic design agency. So, and, and I'm not in school anymore, so I don't even have the option of an internship. So I'm seven years post-grad from a uh, bachelor's and I have two years of experience while I was still in school and that's it. My friends and I are fresh out of college and we're all having a hard time. And, and it might just, I mean, we did graduate into a pandemic. It doesn't help that the job market is depleted, but again, with a lot of these listings that you see, they're like, you need to have this, you need to know this, and like this many years of blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, but then especially in the entertainment industry, like, and I'm sure for photography and graphic design, it's probably similar. You need to know people. If you Mm -hmm. don't know people, 
you're literally sending applications into the void and the person that's going to get the interview is the person with the connection. You get an interview with someone and then they ghost you and you're like, okay, that was nice. At least you could have sent me an email saying no. <laughs> like, yeah. it's so, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. Yeah. The, no, the needing to know people is uh, infuriating. I mean, I still am interested in um, being an onset photographer like for a tv film whatever um yes, come live come live in la yeah i mean that sounds great like i love <laughs> la i love uh the entertainment industry and i would love to what was so alluring about being an on-site photographer is that everything is lit for you already so i don't have a ton of lighting experience the, the one thing that i will no shame brag about is i i have a really good eye like that that's why i love being a photographer yeah. i see things differently that's just that's why it's something i love and that's what I want to do. And so I was looking into it and there's like a union and you need to get in the union, but to get into the union, you need to have like a certain amount of hours over a three month period. And in order to get those hours, you need to find somebody willing to hire you who is hiring people who aren't yet in the union. And also you need to know who to ask because they don't put these in ads. Oh, and I'm yeah. like, cool. Am I really willing to start this in my thirties? Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not old. I'm just saying that like, am I, am I willing to start over and like have none of those connections like no you are not old and yes you could definitely do it still I fully believe that you could do it um but it's very difficult and it's the same thing for any like any specific field in the entertainment industry like for me to get into the editor's guild laundry list like laundry list of things that I have to do like it, it would take me probably years same with like writers guild whatever it is for like the actors that's probably you need to have a certain amount of credits and you need to find auditions for things that are going to let you be in it if you're not union and like it, it's for any union out there in the entertainment industry it's just a laundry list of steps that you have to go through and hoops that you have to jump through and it, it would take years you know I, I don't even know what I want which is one of the hardest parts about this is like people are like oh well then you'll just do the steps to get into the editor's guild but do I just want to be an editor because I love so many different things like I don't know I don't know like but if I did want to edit on a tv show I would need to be in this <laughs> so it's like yeah. I literally do not know what I'm doing I have no idea what I'm doing and even if I did have some idea of what I was doing I <laughs> like it would still you be still so hard <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's also for me, the barrier to entry there is also that and it's something that you're kind of going through, you have a little bit more of uh, education on your side now, um, research time because the pandemic allowed for that time. But it's also like, if I genuinely wanted to do what I just talked about, I would probably be expected to pretty much drop everything and move to LA, move to Vancouver, move back to New York, and not have a job. <laughs> Yeah, like, that, and that's terrifying that you just move somewhere and you don't have things lined up. Like the only reason why I feel less terrified is because I have my contract and freelance work. Like it's enough combined with my YouTube stuff and the other things I'm doing to support me right now. When I go out there, like I've budgeted it out. I've done extensive budgeting sheets. <laughs> like I will be okay. That's not like not everyone has the luxury of having something lined up or even work that they they have right off the bat. Like, I'm going to barely be fine, but I will be fine <laughs> yeah. for now. 
but I'm also like still 22, almost 23. I'm still on my parents' health insurance. Like there's things I don't have to worry about that I will have to worry about that are allowing me to move at this stage in my life where I might not be able to if I was at it. And I recognize that. I try to recognize and be cognizant of all of the privileges that I have. I definitely have privileges as well. But for me, it's frustrating because I'm like, I wish I knew these things when I was your age. I wish I knew what certain career paths were and how it's... And part of that, I'm not that much older than you. I mean, I'm almost 10 years older than you. But yeah, I'm at a stage in my life where I am sick of hustling. Like, yeah. I, do, I don't think I should need to, not because I'm like hot shit, but like, why can't I just have a job? Like, I just want to have a fulfilling career that earns me a living, that is something I enjoy doing, and that I can like go to work each day and be like, cool, I get to do this. I, I just, I don't want to have to move to a new city to pursue a new career and work five different jobs to make ends meet just to pursue this career that maybe I'll get to that place in another 10 years. It's just not something yeah. that's appealing to me. And and when you're in your early 20s, that's that's more appealing because that's like more of the societal norm trajectory is that you know you're going to be an entry level unless you're like going to med school. But even then, you don't make real money until way later. There's a lot of factors and unfairness that mm-hmm. are involved with working for free unpaid internships and how difficult it is to get a start in any artistic field but I I feel like we're mainly focused on the entertainment industry because that is that is a completely different beast all in its own any facet of the entertainment industry would would be an episode in itself because there's so many things to talk about when it comes to being a creative artist in the entertainment industry so pretty much we're all tortured this is why artists are all tortured souls because we just really want to make pretty things and enjoy ourselves and nobody wants to let us or pay us a living wage to do so yeah with all of that really fun discussion out of the way let us know what y'all think like seriously in the comments of our youtube video like we have a youtube channel it's just art hypothetically or on twitter instagram i think there's also like a comment section on podbean so we we really do want to hear feedback from y'all that was our conversation about unpaid work and unpaid internships we hope you enjoyed <laughs> i hope you enjoyed our rage um and our <laughs> righteous indignation well we'll hopefully see you all in the next episode i'm alana and i'm ellie and this has been art hypothetically <laughs>